Good morning, everybody. We have a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures up 4.5 cents at 5.98.5. December corn up 3.5 at 5.14 and three quarters. We did post fresh contract highs in both old and new crop corn futures overnight. Uh, that nearby May contract did trade above $6. May soybeans up 6.5 cents at 14.16.5. November beans up 3 cents at 12.67. We've got May Chicago wheat up 4 and 3 quarters at 6.52 and 3 quarters. May Kansas City wheat is up 4 and a quarter at 6.07 and 3 quarters. May spring wheat up 5 and a quarter at 6.66 and a quarter. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to uh, listen to this deal. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you hit the like button. That would really help me out to, to spread these videos around. Helps the YouTube computers to do just that. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I will send you my morning newsletter, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. I will send you my text message service. I'll send you my subscriber-only videos and content. I've been doing a lot more of this. They've been very, very popular among the uh, subscriber base. Um, this is one that I did yesterday. Uh, I essentially went through and, and did a discussion regarding our new crop corn marketing. Uh, where do I stand on new crop corn marketing? Uh, what's kind of the outlook moving forward? What sort of strategies am I eyeing here? This is the sort of stuff that I send out to subscribers uh, several times per week. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, you want to know more what I'm doing in, in regard to grain marketing, specifically cash sales, capture and carry options, all that sort of stuff, uh, check out that subscription service, certainly. To get into some of the headlines here this morning, there's a little bit of chatter floating around regarding some additional Chinese purchases of U.S. corn. Uh, this is nothing new, but we have some renewed uh, rumors here this week. You know, you've got uncertainty regarding South American crops. I mean, I think the Argentina crop, without a doubt, uh, will be light. Uh, Brazil has uh, some weather issues. A lot of that crop was planted late. Uh, forecasts are less than ideal. So U.S., again, is kind of the best game in town when it comes to uh, corn. Corn market itself has not really done much at all to reduce demand. I mean, you look at just last week's report, USDA increased its projection for U.S. corn demand for the current marketing year by 150 million bushels in total. And that's despite the fact that we've had a, a rally of, what, more than $2 per bushel since uh, last fall. It's, it's really phenomenal that the demand continues despite these higher prices. U.S. ethanol production fell kind of unexpectedly last week. Weekly output 941,000 barrels per day. We were looking for something closer to 980, so uh, traders kind of missed the mark on this deal. That number was down 3.5% on the week. It was down 7.4% versus the same week in 2019, which, again, we're using 2019 now as kind of our last pre-COVID benchmark year. You really can't compare anything to 2020. I don't think it would do you any good. Ethanol stocks fell again last week. They are now at their lowest level seasonally since 2014. Now, we saw gasoline demand up almost two percentage points on the week, still down about 5% versus the same week in 2019. I still think that despite... Um, I still think that despite... Uh, Despite the fact that we had kind of a weaker production number uh, last week, I believe that uh, ethanol production overall is probably going to trend higher in the weeks and months to come, barring some sort of big resurgence in, in COVID or some big uh, uh, lockdown deal again. 
USDA says that it will review the methodology used to compile its quarterly grain stocks report. This is interesting. Uh, USDA's statistics service or division is conducting what they're calling a deep dive into the reports, as they said during an online conference yesterday. Now, reports during the last few years have included some large revisions to uh, previous stocks numbers. And a lot of times they come like way after the fact. Um, a lot of people would argue that the reports have mid-less, have mid-less, mids, misled, excuse me, misled uh, markets and farmers in particular over the last few years. And, and I would agree with that. I would also agree that uh, uh, their data is flawed because we have such a low turnout in regard to these surveys. Um, I think farmer surveys, like only half of them get returned, and uh, it's probably more than that on the uh, commercial side. But in any case, uh, that's certainly something to consider, but interesting nonetheless. Fund traders continue to build length in the corn market. Uh, money managers ex or were estimated to be net buyers of another 17,000 contracts yesterday. So uh, the trade is estimating that funds were net long 434,000 contracts of corn futures only at yesterday's close. We'll get a better feel for the situation when CFTC releases its commitment of traders report on Friday. You know, the, the private estimates have a tendency to be off by significant margins in this sort of environment when we've got big volatility. The winter wheat market could be discounting some frost or freeze risk potentially. There's a few different occasions over the next 10 days in which temperatures could dip below freezing in some U.S. winter wheat areas. It's it, it doesn't look likely, but it's possible. So maybe the market is taking this risk seriously. In addition, we've, we've heard some chatter regarding um, Chinese wheat purchases out of the U.S. again. Uh, that's circulated. I honestly think the bigger issue is probably the surge in, in corn prices in particular. NOPA will release March soybean crush data this morning. Uh, traders estimate uh, that the crush will be right around 179 million bushels. Uh, that would be the sixth best uh, crush number for any month on record if confirmed. It would be the second best for any March on record behind only March of last year. So uh, kind of like with corn, despite high soybean prices, we're still uh, processing a whole bunch of them. We've got an export sales report this morning. Old crop corn sales expected 500 to 900. Soybean sales expected uh, maybe net cancellations of about 100 up to positive to the tune of 200. Wheat sales 50 to 200 for this marketing year and better sales expected for new crop wheat. Cattle market uh, yesterday finished lower in the fat cattle and feeder cattle contracts. The hog market was able to finish higher. Um, Cash cattle's improved, um, asking prices 122 to 122 and a half, so it's been a little bit better. The box beef market was up yesterday. The outside markets, we've got the Dow Jones up 136 points, S&P's up 17, really phenomenal performance in the stock market, as I've discussed here recently. The uh, precious metals up a little bit. U.S. dollar is about flat to just down a couple of ticks. Uh, bonds are up. Crude oil is down 18 cents in the May WTI 62.97. If you guys would like some more information, check out that website. Uh, shoot me an email, info at standardgrain.com if you have any questions. Everyone have a great day. We'll talk to you Friday.